This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by Profitability Movement. Google Profitability Movement to join this community of business owners focused on building profit, increasing wealth, and giving back. Thank you for joining us. Here's how we will help your business and you today. What do you do if you can't pay your supplier bill? Unfortunately, it happens to many contractors from time to time. My guest today, James Albert, was the person you called when you couldn't pay your bill, or unfortunately, who called you if your payments were late and they didn't get them. Jim has retired from Jensco, the train distributor in the Northwest, and is now operating his consulting firm, Einstein Business Resources. Jim, welcome to Contractor Sense. Hey, thank you for having me, Ruth. It's always a pleasure. My pleasure. So you got to take the phone calls. Well, I got to take the phone call, Ruth, or our credit manager team got to take the phone call, but ultimately it would end up on my desk uh, as being the senior credit manager. And, um, you know, it, it may sound weird, but I embraced taking these phone calls because it gave me and I shared this with our team and proved to them that it is an opportunity to get to know a customer that you never knew before. And consequently, you don't like to be called and said they can't pay you. But if you look at the other side of the coin is the opportunity to get involved with the customer and to find out what their real issues are. And if you're able to help them is the most rewarding thing a credit manager can ever, ever possibly do. Cool. Very good. All right. So with that preamble, let's talk about it. You know, let's assume when do you call a credit manager when you you know if your bill is due in 30 days do you call them on day 25 if you can't pay i mean when do you call them well most of the uh most ruth in hvac supplying uh the majority of the bills are due on the 25th of each month and why is that i always wondered that when i started my job 28 and a half years ago this is odd 25th of the month why not the 30th um, well, it's because how the industry works. In commercial, you bill your general contractor by the 25th of the month. And you will get a draw on the 10th of the following month or at the latest 25th of the following month. Um, the same with um, most service companies that have commercial service agreements that uh, almost indefinitely are billed by the 25th of the month. Uh, retrofit, uh, residential service, there should not be any issues when the bill is due. No, COD, done. You do the work, you get paid. Yeah, uh, and, and or at least if, if they're, you know, in with a supplier that sells top gear, uh, they have financing available to their customers. So at the very least, it takes a week for them to get paid by the bank. So there okay. should not be an issue. Agreed. When it becomes an issue, and it always has been this way forever and ever and ever, is when contractors get busy. 
sales can hide a lot of operational issues going on with the business. Uh, surprisingly, it has been very rare that a contractor calls up uh, when the economy slows down a little bit and says, gosh, I, I just don't have any money. Uh, that is true and that does happen, but where we find most of the issues is when a customer grows uncontrollably and the sales look great, the financials look great, we're selling tons of stuff. Um, I'm assuming we're paying our suppliers and why not because we're selling tons of stuff. And that that is the call that 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 you normally will get is what in the heck is going on in my business? Okay. So, but when do you get the call? Do you get it, you know, like when the bill is late or do do any of them like they know it's due and they can't pay it and they pay you before it's or call you before it's due or, you know, when? Okay. So, when in in most likelihood, you know, you you have you have two sets of customers, ones that are chronically late, and they basically are the ones that that tell their supplier, credit manager, or sales team, look at this is how we run our business, stay out of it if you want to keep keep our business. And we have to then draw with that customer a a preventive line in which we say we will extend you up to this amount in a credit line and or this is what we will allow you to pay slow with the with with you folks promising to pay us a service charge then there's the customer that's always been paying you and they become late more times than not they don't call you uh, you, you, you gotta call, call them. them. Yeah. You call them. Uh, two things trigger the credit manager's uh, uh, awareness: one, that he's past due or she's past due, and two, we establish credit limits based on their purchases, and we calculate their credit limit based on two parameters: do they discount the bill? which means they pay early on the 10th of each month. That means they only need one and a half times their monthly purchases. Or if they pay on the 25th of each month, they need two months purchases. When they hit or go over that credit line, that's when our credit managers would make the call to find out if there's any issues with the customer or if there's any potential issues that we should be aware of. Okay, so I'm growing like, you know, leaps and bounds. I've hit my credit limit and I'm just sold X number of dollars more and I can't get equipment. Is that true? Uh, not where, that is not where uh, my previous employer took uh, the stance on. Um, we, we always looked at our salespeople as, as an opportunity to build a relationship with the customer. If you're a fast growing business and you're paying on time, uh, we're gonna extend you as much credit as we, we, we feel you're capable of, of handling. Uh, we rarely ever got financial statements. It was basically based on 
relationships with the customer. Okay. And, so, and so consequently, in your case, Ruth, I would probably call and say, hey, it's past high. I haven't met you. I want to come out and see you. I want you to show me your operations. Want me? I want you to tell me how you go to the marketplace. Uh, what are your strategies? Do you have a business plan? Do you have a, a budget? Are your financials in order? <laughs> and and then from that point, we proceed to extend you more credit if I feel good about it. Got it. All right. When we get back from break, we're going to continue this conversation, and I'm going to tell you why I was kind of laughing in the background. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. We'll be right back. Were you thrown into management? You know, you're doing your day-to-day -day job, and you crave more. You want to become a manager or even own your own business. All of a sudden, you're thrown into management, and whoa, not what you expected. Where's your lifeline? You're now responsible for making sure others get their work done, dealing with customer complaints, budgets, keeping your boss happy, and getting stressed out trying to do it all. You long for the days when all you had to do was your job. You get frustrated because people just don't follow the rules like you did. How do you make them comply? And what if they quit? You know how to do the work, but do you know how to manage the work? Where do you get the skills you need to be a great manager, to run a profitable department? to actually enjoy work again, my seven month online coaching program, Leadership Skills for Smart Managers. As Mike Shelley, a plumber who was promoted to plumbing manager said, I have grown a lot. I am no longer brand new. This class helped me thicken my skin exponentially. I'm finally seeing the forest through the trees, at least a little. I am definitely more confident than I was seven months ago. You can experience this and more. The next Leadership for Smart Manager class starts November 1st. Go to www.hbacchannel.tv or call us at 770-729-8000 to reserve your spot today. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. I'm having a conversation with James Albert, the owner of his new consulting firm, which is Einstein Business Resources, and a former head of credit for Gensco, which is a distributor in the Northwest. And before the break, I started laughing when, when Jim was talking about P&Ls and balance sheets and budgets, because to my knowledge, the really, really good contractors have them, but the not really, really good contractors don't have them. And so Jim, is that your experience also? Uh, yes, definitely is Ruth. And uh, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of an inner, it's kind of interesting through my years of working with contractors, 95% of the ones that make double digit net profits, um, actually I might have this completely backward, you know, 95% uh, of companies that don't make double dig digit net profits rarely can present a creditor a business plan. Or, or submit to them a budget. Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily want a business plan, but I want a marketing idea of how we're going to go to market and I want a goals and I want a budget. I mean, those are the three things that are important in business plan as far as I'm concerned. But anyway, I don't need a 35 page document that you'd send to a bank. It's not what we yeah. did. Well, you know, Ruth, simply put, I mean, this is really the only three things that, that a supplier looks at their customer for is, how much money do you want us to give you? 
um, how, what are you going to do with this money? That is, what kind of business are you going to do with this type of money? And when are you going to pay it? That's it. Yeah. There, and there isn't anything different. Now, now there's subtitles and subtitles to subtitles that, that get into the whys and the wheres and, and the other things involved. Um, but um, that, that really fundamentally is, is what you're looking for. Yeah. And they've got to be able to confidently convince the gatekeeper that they're capable of doing those three things. Yeah, and paying you back. All right. So let's go back to the original question, which was, okay, I can't pay my bill. What do you want from somebody who can't pay their bills? Number one, honesty. Okay. I want them to be honest with what, what's going on. I, I want them to feel comfortable that they can have this exchange of information. I want them to feel that it's confidential. It will not be uh, put into the rumor mill across the industry where their competitors hear uh, stories about them not having a, um, or them having a financial issue. I want them to feel comfortable sharing with them, with us what is their, what they perceive as their potential problem. And then I want them to be open to allowing myself or my team who has been with customers in similar situations and have successfully navigated them through the course of a uh, what we call a note, whereas we take short-term debt that's due now, and based on the information we get from the financials, we take that debt and stretch it over into long-term debt over months, possibly even years, depending on the severity of, of the past due or severity of the uh, business problem. Um, in many cases, the customer may have security devices to make us feel more comfortable, meaning they might have a piece of land with equity. We'll take a position on that. That might make us feel more comfortable where we can extend weekly credit to a customer while they work long-term with us on how to get the payments, uh, the note payments paid in, in accordance to the note agreement. Um, that is really though the crux of, we want to develop that relationship. We want that customer to know that we're not going to sue them and put them out of business because I've seen other creditors in our industry that don't want to do, and just flat out won't do notes. They say you bought the stuff and they say you owe it and you owe it now. And we're not going to let you make payments to us, which I think is, is an absolute tragedy because I want to save every customer I possibly can save because I walked into customers over the years that we have partnered with and helped them get out of a terrible situation time and time again. And they remember and they oh, do yeah. business with us. They don't do business with the guys that said, we're going to sue you. They do business with us because we took the, the compassion 
and help them succeed and get out of their predicament. Yeah. Cool. All right. So be honest, be open, make the phone call before the phone call gets made to you. Correct? Correct. All right. So let's switch gears here. Let's, you know, you've retired and you've started Einstein Business Resources. So how do you help a contractor? Well, how I help a contractor is is multifaceted. First of all, I, I'm, I'm hoping that they uh, would value uh, the services I have to offer. Um, I'm one of the few individuals that can actually bring in expertise to an HVAC contractor if they are having problems with their customers not paying them. Uh, I've been there. I've been down the path. I know the legalities of the, the Commercial Credit Practice Act. Uh, I know the, um, the, the lien laws of virtually every state. I know how to get their money. And I also am able to help them in their financial side of the business to make sure that their, their financials are not fruit salad. <laughs> and there's so many that are. And it's not necessarily their fault. You know, no contractor I've ever met at least I haven't met Ruth, maybe you have, but I have never met a contractor that said, yeah, I majored in accounting, I'm a CPA, I just got to start an HVAC business. Now, most of the CPAs who've started, who've been in businesses, um, bought them from their clients. So there are some CPAs who own businesses in our yeah. industry, but they're few and far between. Um, so there are a few. Yeah, I, I, saw, I saw a particular business that uh, a banking group bought this successful business out of the Seattle region and uh, stopped following the processes that the previous owner had, and they were out of business in a year. Yeah, it happens. I agree. All right. So if somebody wants to get in touch with you, how do they do it? Uh, they can go to my newly created website, EinsteinBusinessResources.com. Uh, I'm still working on setting up uh my library i'm going to have some free stuff i'm going to have some stuff on basic financial statement layouts where they'll have excel spreadsheets uh i'll have um credit articles i will have hvac articles uh i will also present to them you know my my consulting fees and my time allotments and and um yeah move on from there so i want to happily involve our new customers and in, into engaging in a great business relationship. Well, cool. All right. So that's EinsteinBusinessResources.com, correct? Yes, ma'am. Or they can reach me at 564-888-0267. Uh, Very good. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me, Ruth. It's always a pleasure to deal with the best. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Appreciate it. All righty. All right. And thanks to all of you for joining us. Choose one thing that you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. 
Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.